2: All right, you got notes. Yeah, I got notes this time. Cool. Gotta follow the script. Uh, hey KQED Sam Harnett. H- Hello, Devin
3: Katayama. So how did you decide to do this story? Uh, I think for years I've been noticing all of these signs on restaurant windows and they're signs for new technology companies offering delivery services. Like you just would start to see, there'd be like a Grubhub sticker, an Uber Eats sticker, a uh, waiter.com. They just keep popping up. And so I was thinking, what effect are these delivery services
2: having on restaurants and how they're operating? Today, Sam and I take a field trip to the Mission District, a place filled with new and old restaurants using food delivery apps. To help us understand how they're changing restaurants and our food. I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Sam Harnett covers Silicon Valley for KQED. He used to live in San Francisco's Mission District. Alright, so Taco Licious is this restaurant in the Mission where we're at right now. What are we at? 18th and coming up on Valencia? Yes, 18th in Valencia. Okay. Hey.
3: hey, how are you guys doing? Hey, we're done. Oh. Who's we gonna get some drinks? So we're at Taco Licious. I mean, how busy is it? It's not too busy. It's like, what is it, 2 o'clock? And Taco Licious used to be super packed at this time, like the restaurant was full. The thing is, the restaurant's still busy right now, just most of the orders are coming in online. So they use three apps, Grubhub, Uber Eats, and Caviar. The orders come from the apps straight into the Tacolicious ticketing machine, and then if you look out on the, in the bar, the orders just print out, and you'll see all these to-go orders. And then all the drivers, a lot of times they're on like mopeds, will come into the restaurant, grab the food to go, and go deliver talking to Sarah and Joe, who are the owners of the restaurant.
1: I'm Sarah Deserun.
3: I'm Joe Hargrave. They both said they wish they really didn't have to deliver. They wish that the business uh, could just sustain itself without doing delivery, but they feel like they had to.
0: I didn't do this to put food into boxes. I like food, but I like giving food to people and seeing them interact with it.
1: Two tacos are delicious in the restaurant. Two tacos are not as delicious at home. It's just a fact.
2: So for owners like Joe and Sarah, how have these food delivery apps changed the way they do business? It has changed
3: uh, every aspect of the restaurant. It's changed what food they serve at lunch. Now they're serving some food that travels well.
1: We just added a whole new lunch menu specifically to try to bring back the idea of eating lunch in our restaurant. And we also designed it with bowls and things that we thought would deliver well that would be still high quality once they arrive to you.
3: They have tweaked the layout so like on the bar inside they used to have a bunch of plates stacked up and now they've taken away a bunch of the plates and put a bunch of to-go boxes so that they're easily accessible. Um, They're even considering hiring someone just to manage all these delivery apps full time. And when I talked to Sarah, she said that we have to participate in in this new industry.
1: We have to have a lunch business. So if we can't have a lunch business, then we can't own a restaurant.
2: Do we know how much? business these food delivery apps bring to restaurants like Tacolicious?
3: At Tacolicious specifically, yes. Our
2: lunch volume
3: is probably down about 35%, but our lunch revenue is up 8%, so right, yeah, it's fascinating. We also know that the National Restaurant Association did this study, and it said by 2020, 70% of customers will uh, be ordering some food off-site, so they'll be using some uh, service, probably one of these
2: delivery apps, to order some food. That looks good, Sam. Alright, here's a real cheers. Cheers. Paper straw. Alright. Uh-huh. You and I have talked about the impact that Uber and Lyft and transportation apps have had on the way we live life here in the Bay Area. i put it this
3: way. Uh, I think the real question with all of this stuff is, how much is it providing a service that we actually want, and how much is it changing our behavior to create a new desire in us? A desire to press a button and have food delivered. The
2: Bay uses these food delivery apps a lot because we're in that room, we want to get out of there as soon as possible, and the easiest way is to not take a physical lunch where you walk out and you go get food. So right, we too, use these all the time.
3: Right, you use them because you don't have time to go out and like have a lunch outside. And while these services might be satisfying this, this sort of need that we have because we don't have time to enjoy anything. Need in quotes, by the way. Need in, yeah, <laughs> need in
2: quotes. So a certain amount of compromise with quality of life.
3: Exactly. All right, where do we go from here? I think the big question is, um... I mean, physically, where are we going to go after this? Oh. <laughs> where are we going in the state of the world? I, thought, I think we should go look at some other restaurants and see what apps they use. Cool. That sounds good. It's a little falafel joint. It's, it's
1: good. It's very good. It's been good business. Good. Yeah. Very good
3: business. Yeah. Cool. Hey, do you guys use like delivery apps? Oh, you have a whole bunch. Yeah.
2: That's a lot.
3: That's a lot.
2: Wow. Sam and I wander around the Mission District, and we find both newer and older restaurants using anywhere from one to several of these food delivery apps. And then we find this one Asian fusion restaurant.
3: Do you guys do you like use food delivery services?
0: Yeah. Let's check out some of your apps that you have here. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, the Uber one here. Uh, we have Grubhub. We have DoorDash. Amazon Prime. And we have Postmates. There's actually about three other ones that we don't have tablets for. Other a little bit smaller. Um, I want to say like uh, each Treat. Oh Devin, by the way. Jackie. I'm Sam.
2: So we meet Jackie Chan, and he says Little Kite Restaurant has been in the mission for 30 years.
3: Is this your parents'
0: place? Did um, yeah, family business. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so,
3: yeah. so it's been in the family for a long time? For a very long time. And so yeah. when you came in, were you kind of like the one being like, okay, there are these like apps? Ah. Like, did you feel like you had to like, like okay, there's, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. totally. I, I felt when I actually helped with the restaurant, I kind of, I brought a new uh, perspective into the industry that my family wasn't too used to. We started out with Yellow Pages, you know, people just calling in, we use Yellow Pages anymore, right? You know <laughs> is it is it tough to be on so many food delivery apps? For us, I I don't believe so because we've been in the industry for 30 years. That's just us personally because we have experience for it. There's really no difference of taking a phone order and online orders. Do
3: you worry, though, that these companies might start taking more cuts later on?
0: Definitely a possibility. I mean, I'm playing it by ear, so let's
2: hope they don't. Jackie says one food delivery app has already increased the amount of commission the company takes for each food order. He didn't want to be quoted on the specific amounts, but there are reports that some food delivery apps take as much as 30% of an
0: order. But yet again, you can kind of negotiate that depending on, I guess, your, your status at the restaurant. Yeah. Do you feel obligated to have all these food delivery apps? Honestly, yes. Without it, it's not a profitable business. Yeah, it makes it very hard, yeah. Especially with minimum wage going up, you know, uh, food costs going up a lot of stuff going to rent going up so there's a lot of you know a lot, a lot of stuff right uh, The keeps and, going up yeah.
3: and do you think of it as like okay you got these apps yeah. hopefully this will get new customers for us like people order on the app and then maybe they'll come in and eat and because yes. you'll make way more money if they come and like eat here
0: absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah yeah. i mean that definitely is the main goal but i'm not too optimistic about that because those who ordered online already they're just so used to that kind of system right that's kind of our generation nowadays where everybody's just kind of too lazy to go to a restaurant And to them, they're not paying anything for, say, extra. Uh, I mean, they're paying like $2, $3 delivery fee. But for us, it's a lot more than that. On the flip side,
2: Jackie says before these food delivery apps came along, he and his family were actually considering closing because they weren't making enough money. So these apps, in a way, saved this business.
0: We came to a point where we were going to close our doors, but... You know, we, we took a shot, one last shot and it kinda worked out. So yeah. Was the one last shot these food delivery apps? Absolutely. And it's not just creating that app. So so one thing you guys don't know about it is that like, you can you can have the apps up, but the higher commission you pay, the more orders you'll get. So it's kind of like a game in the industry, right? So for example, if there's two Chinese restaurants, I'm paying twenty five percent, just 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 for example, and they're paying thirty percent, guess who gets more orders? You see what I'm saying? Because they get a bigger cut, right? So, I mean, we're in the mission here. There's about, I want to say about four or five different Chinese restaurants within within the one-mile radius here. So, that's what I see. Um, so, by increasing our commission that we pay, we get, from what I've seen, orders. Yeah. So, it sounds like these food delivery apps
2: are a good thing for business. They've been able to, you've been yeah. able to stay in business yet at the same time. You're kind of beholden
0: to them. It definitely is, right? Because, honestly, there was... There's a company called e 24 GrabHub actually bought them out. and This was maybe about a year ago. By doing so, it actually decreased our revenue because they migrated into one. Um, so, in a sense, if we do lose one of these companies, for say, then you know it, it definitely hurts us. But
3: and at this point, you have an option. You got to play the game. Got to play the game.
0: Got to play. Got to play to win. Awesome.
2: Well,
3: thanks a lot. Yeah, appreciate, thank it. Yeah, appreciate it. appreciate yeah. it. It's great. It anytime. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Whenever I talk to Sam, we always get around to this idea of how technology affects our everyday lives and how for all the connection it seems to provide in the digital world, there's often a disconnection from the real physical world too. The owner of Talkalicious, Joe Hargrave, told Sam, restaurants were one of the last bastions of human interaction, places where you could go and put away your phone, and that food delivery apps are now threatening them. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for The Bay. I will talk to you Wednesday.
1: Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.